Hi everyone, Leanne here. I am doing a solo mini episode on the pelvic floor in pregnancy, um, in preparation for birth, and um, how to heal afterwards. Um, there's a lot of misconception about the pelvic floor. There's a lot of very generic um, recommendations like doing Kegels, um, which I disagree with. Babies don't come out of vaginas made out of platinum. <laughs> they come out of elastic vaginas. And just telling a woman to do a Kegel um, without really assessing the body and how her body works um, can lead to just more, to, can lead to hypertonic vagina. So where she is already hypertonic, will just become more hypertonic and will um, uh, also accentuate where the weaknesses are, if there are any, and um, can cause problems where how the baby's um, head is placed and can cause more um, pain if there is pain in labor and can also cause more tearing. Um, so I'm a big fan of not doing the generic Kegel recommendation. I really am a big fan of learning your own body and how it works. Um, I'm also a really big fan of massage and um, myofascial release before pregnancy, uh, before birth, sorry. Um, you can start at any point. Um, the only the only people that, um, if there's someone that has a, a contraindication, for example, if you're very at risk for preterm labor, probably want to keep your fingers out your vagina. Um, just not to stimulate your cervix um, because that can potentially, theoretically, get you into labor. So, um, and if there, you have other contraindications, you're in charge of your body. Um, but for... Um, the Kegels and learning about your body. I'm a huge fan of pelvic floor physio. If you have access to it, it's actually become um, a much more mainstream kind of thing. Before it was very niche and you had to really look for it. You could only find them in really urban centers. And now they're a little bit more everywhere. Um, you can, if you're someone who struggles financially for shelter and that kind of thing, there are physios that... Um, have some kind of program for those um, people. Um, and generally, it really is about learning your body. But for the person who hasn't had the time um, or has no idea where to start, or they, there's a, a huge wait list, basically, um, what you can do at home is just focus on softening your body um, because if you soften your jaw and your shoulders your pelvic floor will naturally kind of do it as well and I find that people who um, have a lot more tension in their body um, sometimes have a hard time focusing on the tension in their vaginas it's it's really hard to 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 do that with your mind and so whenever you get into the car soften your jaw um, you can if you get into child's pose, just try to like um, melt there, um, bringing a lot of awareness to just softening your pelvic floor. And if it's too hard to focus that, do it 
with your jaw. Um, and for the birth partner, it's a really great tip um, to remind the, the laboring person to let go of her jaw in between contractions. During contractions, not the greatest time, but in between contractions to let her soften into the bed or wherever she's on um, can really help a client in labor. Um, so for um, prenatal preparation, I'm a huge fan of what we call the peace sign stretch. So you would do a peace sign with your fingers, if you're a midwife, that's four centimeters. And um, basically, you're going to do this stretch of your perineum. So your perineum is the part um, of where it's from between your your the opening of your vagina to your anus. But you're going to do this at the opening of your vagina at the bottom. So posteriorly, the so posterior part of your vagina. Uh, opening of your vagina and you're going to do you're going to stretch with your two fingers that are in a peace sign stretch and then you're going to not move your fingers for at least 90 seconds because we're trying to get into the myofascial tissue and then if you want to continue on with a massage um, you would want to do the peace sign stretch before uh, before the massage if someone if you're comfortable doing this with someone else, it is easier because with if you are further along in your pregnancy, it could be harder to do that. Um, I've honestly had amazing outcomes with this. Clients have not torn because, because of this. So I, I, I personally swear because I have seen differences um, and I've seen lots of first-time moms. So first-time moms may be um, could be considered a bit more likely to tear, um, but I've seen lots of first-time moms also not tear. Um, and then the, so this is another misconception that people who've had births, um, vaginal births, have a um, a vagina with less tone. And so I just want to kind of give you this visual. Imagine a man that goes to the gym, he just gets buff. That's all he does. He lifts weights. And then he slips on ice and he's in a full-on split. And so that's kind of basically what happens to your vagina because your vagina doesn't go through birth every day or on a regular basis. And so after birth, your vagina is healing from a stretch it's never been through before. Just like the buff man who never stretches and only lifts weights. And so um, my, I just want to kind of give you that, <laughs> that visual. Um, doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to tear either. It just means that there's some healing there that needs to happen. Um, and also like it kind of gives you a good reason for letting go of this, the idea of kegeling and holding up and holding and getting whatever, stronger and more hypertonic, um, and that there needs to be a balance. So when it comes to Kegels, if you don't have a pelvic floor physio to get to, I'm a big fan of just having really good posture um, with everything you do when you're if working out, when you're doing the dishes um, as much as you can. Um, and I'm a big fan of if you are doing Kegels, it's to learn to do it with your breath. 
I'm not, you can't teach that. I can't teach it on a podcast. Um, and so um, to heal from uh, birth, if you did tear, or even if you didn't tear, um, right after birth, it's, it's really great to put pressure on your vagina. So um, once your placenta is born and you're good to go and no one's worried about your bleeding, um, put some pressure on your vagina. So most midwives and most nurses will put some ice. It's less so the ice that's helpful. It's really the pressure. Um, if you look at the research when it comes to um, healing from an injury. Um, so not so much uh, like research about the vagina and tearing, but it's applicable to that part of the body as well. Um, I'm also a huge, huge fan of taking baths. You can put some Epsom salts baths, um, Epsom salts in your bath. You can put some real salt in your bath. Um, there's some really great herbs that you can, um, you can kind of, um, what's the word? Boil, like not so much boil, but you can, um, <laughs> you should just boil them for about two hours and then, um, strain it and uh, put it in your bath. You can put some garlic in there, like your, your actual bubble garlic. Um, and some, oh, I forget. Anyways, I can write it in my show notes. <laughs> and, um, if you've had an episiotomy, people heal, um, sometimes a little slower with episiotomies. Um, putting some sunshine like in, in a, through a window um, on your perineum um, can help with that. Um, before you uh, before you, um, you 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 put your underwear on after your shower, you can blow dry on the on the cool setting. Um, you also want to change your pad very often to keep things dry for healing. If you had your, if you had an episiotomy, which is, should not be done very frequently, actually is done really infrequently. Um, and a little bit more for people who've had forceps, um, then the bath is really nice um, with the herbs. And um, so I hope this is helpful for those people who are preparing for labor. Have a good day.